Welcome to the Didi and Latel Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latel. Hello, and welcome again to the Didi and Lital show. Hi, Didi. How's it going? Things are awesome. The Team Bill versus Team Tom has been vindicated again. If anybody wants to prove that Bill's not a genius, just watch. We are recording this right after the Thanksgiving debacle. That I think this is Bill's butt fumble game, to be, to be clear. If the first time we watched football together... We saw Mark Sanchez right, run right into his offensive line and drop the ball. And Ninkovic picking it up and scoring. This is how Bill, who says everything is three phases, lost on all three phases of the game. And this is probably going to come out in about a month from when we're recording this. And by that time, it will be very clear that the Patriots are either not in the playoffs or need to play the Bills or Casey to get stomped on in the first round. Well, write to us if... If I'm wrong. Something, if he's wrong and things change by the time this episode is aired. Exactly. Exactly. I just had to get this off my chest. And by the way, this is why I'm wearing this T-shirt that is Persistence of Memory. from Salvador Dali. From Salvador Dali, Hanging in the Mama. If you have never seen it, it's about this size. That you can see posters of this in huge sizes, but in reality, it's about this. So this is our recording is a little bit of our Persistence of Memory. To kind of record <laughs> things into the future. Well, it's the season of being thankful. And we wanted yes. to start with that other than the rants about Bill Belichick and Patriots and all this game. What are we thankful for? I, I know a few things that I'm health- thankful so, and so, I want to be grateful. But maybe you start with. So you came out with a very, I'm thankful for your LinkedIn post that saved me the needing to think about some of the stuff. So I can basically regurgitate. You can go back and check it out on my LinkedIn. Exactly. I'll start by saying that I'm very, very thankful for the partners I've had in my life all through being youth, being first, of course. But I'm not going to name everybody so people will not get offended over time. But Dennis probably knows who he is and will listen to this in like a million years from now and say, yeah. But I had... Very great privilege to have good friends and partners that helped me from the day I enlisted into the army and to today that have helped me succeed with the challenges of my kind of personality and kind of gave me leeway to be me. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for science. I think not a lot of people know two things about me. One, I have a master's degree in biotech. And at a time that I did my postgraduate degree, I did my thesis about autoimmune disease and biological therapies as a way to potentially solve it. Well, the reality is that I'm one of those patients that if we, I wouldn't take biological treatment, which is a magic, it's life-changing. I have rheumatoid arthritis. People only two decades ago, suffering from those type of disease would be crippled by the age of 40 with those disease. Like you would see, they would live in pain and I'm living pain free. I exercise daily. It's amazing. So it's all about the scientist 
the pharma companies that developed it. Yes, everybody talks about big pharma and the bad stuff. I think they're doing amazing stuff. So very grateful about it. We're, we're having like music in the background for that. <laughs> the fact that we have this thing with our podcast is science. There's a lot of science and technology. We take the science and technology. Right? Exactly. We keep forgetting that if you think about 20 years ago, when I went into computers, what producer Dave here has on his desk is something that used to occupy a room. And that's 20 years ago. It's not a million years ago. It's stuff that I still remember. So science has advanced our lives. The fact that cars can actually do safe things is science. The fact that we can have a supercomputer on our phone is science. There's a lot of these Absolutely. things out there. So, so yes. the day-to-day -day things like the fact that the pandemic is almost over, right? We actually can live with it. It's amazing. What so. pandemic? There was nothing. It, it was just a flu and a cold. <laughs> so very grateful for all these hardworking people doing this work because I know that I cannot. Like I did science and I'm doing this thing, but I'm so glad that there are people that have the tenacity and grit to keep on researching and finding things. So with that, we want to talk about some things that were recently in the news, probably will not be in the news when we air it, but still really interesting, I think, to, to point this out. So with everything that is going on in social media layoffs, big layoffs in Twitter, big layoffs in Facebook. And we heard last week, a lot of this happened through emails from the big boss. So Elon Musk sent an email to people with a deadline, whether you're going hardcore, or you're going home. A link was sent to all employees asking them to sign in or say if they want to take the severance package and go home. And Mark Zuckerberg also told his employees that they'll get an email and about 11,000 people will let go over email. We talked about it at home. Yes. This is, well, we're not going to talk about HR and like people's feeling and if this I will is a way to I will let pause. go. As the person that is the least sensitive that <laughs> in here, this is really insensitive. This is like a big dick move, firing somebody over email. It's like, it's like dropping somebody over a text message. It's something you shouldn't do as an asshole move. But after we've established it, that in this podcast, we, we agree that there's a world full of assholes. Let's talk about the security aspect of this. So, Tita us up. What's the problem? Why is it bad for, as a security move? So, I'll step back and share a funny anecdote. Basically, almost everybody that joins ORT, we don't know how it comes to be. We don't know how. But everybody that joins ORT gets an immediate text message from Matt, not Matt. Matt, our CEO, but not him saying that he got stuck and he needs a couple of gift cards and you need to hit the link and, and, and pay him or something like that. It's a test you're doing? No, no, we don't know. We, we don't know how this is coming to be, but it, it seems to be that... Every, so it's a thing. It's a Somebody's thing. 
somebody, somebody doing it on a regular basis and you already know that we already, it's a pattern. We already know. We, it's kind of a little bit of a, an identity IQ test that everybody that joins into the company gets, whether we want it or not. But we kind of tell people, hey, be, be aware that you're going to get one of those text messages. I would use it as a test if somebody can join your company or not, if they fail it. If they fail it's a security sh- test. They, they shouldn't be here. But yeah. th- this is kind of something that is there. A lot of companies are under continuous attack based on the, the, cup, the topics that hopefully the topics that we just covered with Vikram in the previous podcast will come out a week before this. And so people will remember. But this is a very common method of attack, of knowing that something is happening and using the social engineering to attack the company. If I'm a hacker, this is what I'm going to do. If I need to attack Twitter or Facebook, Or any of the other companies with asshole CEOs that are firing people over email or thinking that there's a replacement to a human interaction with your employees, send them a couple of emails saying, hey, just click here and I'll, I'll just pick up your, all your security cookies on the way. And, and all of this was all over the, the media. New, exactly. People knew that this is happening, that the CEO is going to send emails and there are links. So it's broadcasted to every hacker out there. Yeah. So now you lost 11,000 of your employees and also including, any security guardrails that you have. Including if you heard some big chunk of the security team because that's usually a P&L. People think, oh, I don't need a big security team. What? So how about I fire a big chunk of my security team? There is no ROI for security, right? It's, exactly. It's just a cost. Huh? Well, we, we will talk about it in one of the upcoming episodes about like how to make security, not just a P&L, but actually something that provides you ROI with your business. But let's put it aside. So what should we tell CEO companies? I mean, we're not going to make them less of so, assholes, but so when you what fi- should you not do? So first of all, if you are planning to do massive layoffs, plan for it accordingly. Get intelligence. Smarter companies get a lot of identity intelligence of who they actually need to, to fire and how the patterns will look like. So understand the patterns of the behavior of people prior to doing such moves. Second, don't communicate this in a known channel. Create an alternative channel that's less phishing targeted. Slack? Slack. Or even something else that is even smarter. Can like, you call people and tell them that you're firing them? For example, so th- there are service companies out there. Hire a service company that is able to do this with an engagement. I could see a thing like all these bots calling you, telling you you're fired. No, no, not a bot calling you <laughs> that, and telling you that you're fired or not some... Not going to work. Or, or not some weird person. Make it an established connection that you know what the steps are. Even consider in some places, if you remember, there was the dot-com collapse way, 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 way back the 2000, when. 2000, yeah. One of the smarter companies actually kind of licensed a big, big place and had people come over and had a, a conversation. It was a very painful conversation, but had a, a real-life conversation with a person on the way out. And this is something that allows people... a better effect of both closure, but also in terms of security. And last but not least, make sure you monitor your systems in a more heightened awareness. 
if you're seeing that some people are going from weird IPs, weird locations, weird connections, be aware of this, address this. And if you're firing your security team, consider just posting this three weeks later after you fired everybody else. So at least make sure that you're not getting hacked. Do this in maybe in waves. It's painful, for it is, sure. It, it is painful. Sometimes cutbacks are financially sound and are required. But if you do them, there's a reason why processes... So one of our favorite authors, Nassim Taleb, if you remember, he was discussing the, the anti-fragile things. And he said, the longer things exist, there, there's a reason they, they existed for so long. For example, this cup, Jesus drank from a cup that's basically the same thing that, uh, like this cup. I don't think so, but yeah. <laughs> if you watch, <laughs> it, it, if you watch that uh, Raiders not, of the Lost Ark, this yeah. material that is like I don't know what it is, material but, science. But thing. it's not that different. If you look at the Raiders of the Lost Ark, metal cup. Actually, that he was a carpenter, so he got a wooden cup. But that's Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark a million episodes ago. But Henry, but. Uh, Harrison Ford is amazing, and so is Sean Connery in that. Let's bring episode. you back to bring, the topic. Bring us back to the topic. But things that have stayed in a certain way for a very, very long time, like a chair, like a cup, they are there for a reason because they're built in a very functional way. The disengagement process that companies have built over time is there for a reason. Maintain the process that you've seen other people do successfully over the years because it's not there because there's a lot of things that are not visible to you. So this new methodology that yes. you just let go people over an email, we're not recommending. Stay with processes that were kind of proven by HR, by security. It's painful, it takes time. If you have to let go 11,000 people, it will take a while, it's a grind. But I think this new era, post-pandemic thing, do things, rapidly is going to be creating a lot of problems, right? That's what we're thinking. Exactly. Consider that it will introduce security threats. So at least consider them and address them. Yeah. We are in a kind of like fast reaction now. Exactly. The GD and Latal show will return in a moment. The GD and Latal show is sponsored by ORT. In today's world, identities are the perimeter protecting the organization and are the most exploited vector by attackers. If your security teams are struggling to maintain control of identity management tools, ORT can help. ORT offers a centralized platform for discovering, monitoring, assessing, and remediating identity threats to your business. While most security platforms can take weeks or months to start identifying and remediating risks, with ORT, your security teams can get started in as little as 30 minutes and start securing the identity perimeter immediately. ORT will surface the most critical vulnerabilities and give your security teams the recommended action steps. Start your trial today at ORT.io. That's O-O-R-T dot I-O. The DD and Latal Show is sponsored by Hunters. Hunters helps your security team overcome data volume and complexity while significantly reducing false positives. Upwork uses Hunter's SOC platform to remain threat focused. Because of Hunter's, Upwork has been able to stop going through the daily repetitive task of looking at alerts and doing lengthy manual investigations. Learn more at hunters.ai. Well, 
let's talk about another topic that we want to discuss today. And I think it's relevant to everyone, passwords. And yes. how come we still have them? What's the alternatives? Is there anything better that is coming up? What so, do you think? So I am going to take the contrarian view. Passwords are there very much like the cup, very much like the chair. Because they're needed because and has proven themselves? Because That's what you're saying? Because this is something that has worked, and to replace it, you need to think of all the unknown unknowns that have them. So I'll, I'll, I'll break it down to the history of the password. The password has been in the army. Those of us that are Israelis and have survived the army so many years know that passwords came from the army. The first one that everybody knows about or should know about is Shibboleth. Tribe of Benjamin had a speaking impediment. They couldn't say the TH. So Shibboleth, they asked people to say that. So you knew that they came from there. It was also reproduced in World War II with thunder and lightning because Germans don't say thunder. They say thunder or something like that. Please, old Germans, I'm not going to pile on that you're lost to Japan. The, but there's, there was a, something in the communication. There's passwords... Were built and that was in soccer by the way sorry I'm, I'm, I'm yes, a little yes, bit yes, behind yes, yes. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but the idea is that passwords started way before there were computers people said there's something that I know about you that you can share with me and we can share as a shared secret and once we do that we can speak to each other in a way that I if, if I don't recognize you and I don't know you I have this way of communicating this was done all through the warfare since the dawn of time that people knew what to say in call signs to identify that you're part of the team but once you know the secret that for example people cannot say th the way they should somebody can fake it and be seen yes which is if somebody finds your password yes so passwords has broke it have always been very vulnerable since the Again, the dawn of time, because people would guess. That's the idea of a secret. Once it's out there, yes. people figure it out, that's it. The secret doesn't and exist. The password is meaningless. Exactly. And if we need to see that this is so ancient, very much like everything else, it's in the Bible. Samson, okay. pri- prior to Delilah, had that secret. So let's secret. bring us back to where we are today. Passwords still exist. Yes. And part of the reason that they exist is because they're so ancient. simple to implement if I'm uh, if I am building a system tomorrow morning and I need to build it from scratch building passwords is easy there's something called hashes I take it the words that you put in the screen I translate them into a non reversible number I can stick it in a database I can transfer it between databases I don't need to have a very complicated method I can share that password between my services everywhere and So it doesn't matter if you're coming from this server, from that server, from this database, from that database, you're coming from a Mac, you're coming from a PC. It doesn't matter. It's really solvable. Second, what happens if you need to reset a password? It takes three seconds. All I need is you and your brain and, every, and everything that's related to that, and that's about it. Okay. If I need... To, When people talk about passwordless passwords have a lot of problems and people will attack this thing for a very long time but they need to understand why they're still there passwordless and there are many passwordless companies and everybody's trying to build it all have the same vulnerability 
if something is bound to my phone, something is bound to my computer, we will probably have Sidhu here as a guest at some point in time. Sidhu has lost computers for every company he ever had, every phone he ever had. Now, a lot of employees in every company that does it. Exactly. Uh, I think there's many Ubers floating around there that has his stuff floating in it. This has happened routinely. Everything that says I'm going to replace a password by something I have, you need to think of the ability of replacing it. So are you saying, I, I want to make sure we, we get your point here, is that if something is passwordless, meaning biometric, is that what you're meaning, or, or have a different way, retina identification, passwordless, face passwordless, recognition? Passwordless is a, lo- is a big, big umbrella okay. of solutions that say, I remove the something. So identity is established by three things. Something, something you have, something you are. Biometrics is something you are. It's your retina, it's your voice. Remember the, the, the banks that said, my voice is my password thing? Yep. Say your name or say hello. Or, exactly. Yep. They're, they're, so, biometrics are something you... A lot of the, the token things, like YubiKeys, they are something you have. And people try to mer- merge the something you have with the something you are. Like the biometric on the phone, there's a key on my phone that, keys, that has some cryptographic values. And I have, and I use the biometric, that's something I am, to, to, do, to perform a function. So going back to the idea, your phone can easily be forgotten on a flight, on an Uber, then what? So you lost your way to authenticate, exactly. then what? And what do I do now with a password? The, the reset, the, the mechanism of memory is something that is hard to replicate. The... Other aspects, so we th- keep thinking of biometric as something that we really are, but it's not. It's how a certain computer perceives us. And because it's a certain computer, the transitivity between computers, my phone and my Mac, don't necessarily perceive my fingerprint the same way. So it makes it even more complicated. So it's how I'm perceived by this machine. I lose this machine, now I, I lost both the key and the who I am, and the things that are more about who, I, who we are, like our voice in biometrics, have been continuously under attack. And once I lose it, the deep covering is easy to replace. So, so the, the, I'm thinking about a different topic here that we talked about it in previous episode a little bit, is actually when we introduce things like biometric we will start incentivizing hackers to collect more data about us Correct. and what we are, so they will be able to use it to break to our phone and accounts and stuff. So no, not only they're going to figure out what's the seven digits that we put as a password, but they will kind of like try to mimic a voice, collect voice samples of us, collect retina samples of people, collect fingerprints. Is that what we're saying? They already are. Yeah. And, and there's mean, also, when uh, we had Vikram on our previous call, he was talking about viability metrics. A lot of the biometrics have something called viability metrics. What, do you, what does it mean? The fingerprint is really easy to copy. 
It's really easy to copy. You, you leave see, it everywhere. You leave it everywhere. You, you take it's been you take forever forensics tool. Exactly. You take a little bit of, of adhesive tape and you can pick up somebody's fingerprint. The thing that makes it more viable is the fact that a lot of times and a lot of you'll see that a lot of the devices measure your body heat to make sure that it's not just some plastic. They mm. measure But I already seen some people replicating it with some sort of heat, infrared, so Exactly. But and, that's and, being figured out as and, well. But as the devices become smarter, they, they say, you know what, I, I can measure your pulse and your pulse is very unique to you as well. So but as if we have a, a wearable that emits my pulse and all my metrics, now I'm able to replicate that as well, especially considering that this is going to a server in the cloud somewhere in the Scandinavians and we know how much they care about security. So this is the thing that makes password hard to make them go away because the, the, the solution, it, it's, it, it, it drives me a little bit as a technologist. Remember, we, we were thankful for science. But it seems like right now that when I was doing my recovery code for my Google account, I found that the best and safest way is one-time pads, which is World War II and Cold War solution that was invented by Soviets, is the easiest way to actually recover things in a safe way. It's having a piece of paper with a code written on it is still something that is very, very viable in the world where science keeps getting challenged. The, the, the piece of paper with a code remains a very powerful tool. And I've seen a lot of CISOs of the older generation, like myself, go around with a pad that has their passwords on it. I and hope they don't leave it behind. No, uh, that's, it's a, that's actually something that is, it's easier to, it's very much like you're leaving your phone behind, but this is something that uh, you've seen my handwriting. How many people can actually read my they handwriting? They can read it. <laughs> exactly. They can read it. Don't leave your password. I'm not leaving my password. I, I'm more worried about Omri reading my password than having anybody else. Omri's our son, who at age four hacked Lital's laptop, uh, iPad, to order a whole bunch of stuff online for himself. Right around this time, Thanksgiving, he ordered his Skylanders. So password leaving around is a problem. Keeping them in your mind, eventually your mind is has challenge with the entropy because computers are becoming faster, like we mentioned in our thankful parts. What do you think about pass password managers or those kind of tools? Useful? Very, necessary use? very useful. Somebody I, I know and trust and I really like is now taking a big chunk of engineering in LastPass, so I, I feel more comfortable about them than ever before. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Jason. But those I, companies have been hacked before. These, so com these companies have been. We hacked. understand. These companies it's limited. Have, they they are limited. I think you need a mixture of of all these things to keep you safe. You need some of the passwords. You need some of the technology. You need some of the biometrics. You need to basically keep the target moving and trying to eliminate at least. It's tough. Exactly. Eliminating. Sounds like a lot of work that none of us can actually do. Like the yes. fact that it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Life is not easy. Life is not easy. You just suck it up. And the other thing is that you need a big brother solution. Nobody likes big brother, but a, you need also a big brother. Solution. What do you mean by big brother? So my first venture into security way back when was tools like adaptive authentication.
you need something if you work outside. You need something to monitor. This is a, a shameless plug to Ort for Ort. But you do need tools like us to kind of measure because all the things you use to identify are limited and can be broken. So you need a technology that will help you say your password may have been broken. Exactly. Uh, and maybe that's the solution, like an easy way. I, I like it when I get an email or an, an alert from Google or whatever, and they say, it's time to change your password. Or, exactly. or we've seen suspicious activity. Is it you? If not, please change your password. I think exactly. that's a good approach because they keep me aware, right? Keep me vigilant about it. Um, but also maybe you need to but also you need to know that that's also a big vector of attack because of course because, because then when somebody you can capture your new password how do you know that it's really google emailing or, or pinging you versus an attacker exactly that's so, one of the most common attacks exactly so i think i just made everybody even more confused uh, confused than before and not know what to do so maybe to help the listeners i want you to summarize give us clear tips to how keep your password secured, stay secured. There's no way to keep them secured, but one of the things that I did want to talk about is the fact that everybody clicks that, oh, let's let's generate a randomly password, blah, 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 blah. These things your brain can never grok or process. Think of the fact that sometimes a set of words brought together actually makes a lot more sense. Think of something you see on your desk. So I can say, you know what? I can say poppy goat because I see Brady and Ortiz on the desk. And I can, or I can take a look at the day that I did something and say something memorable from that day and create a phrase from that. Sometimes that's more secure. The only thing to remember is don't keep your bank passwords, the same thing that you keep your Google passwords. The so same thing. generate different passwords per account. So Generate different passwords for that account. That means a lot of passwords. If this is a password you need to repeat, don't do random stuff. Pick pick a phrase of something that's memorable to you, but is long. If you speak a different language. If you, you speak a different language, you can use the different characters. Like that's also... Mix, mix languages. Mix languages, mix stuff. That will become kind of random, right? Exactly. 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 Okay. Anything else? Anything else? Always monitor. Always monitor. Always be vigilant. If you're a company, monitor because there's no way around it. Passwords will get hacked. Replacement for passwords. Eventually, we'll be challenged by the fact that the first time your CEO loses his YubiKey, you'll be forced to open the door. The first time your general counselor will say, I don't deal with technology, I'm a lawyer. You'll need to bend. And once you bend, the most vulnerable people in your organization would be vulnerable. So think of a mixture. Okay. So always monitor. You don't necessarily need something that is fully random, but password phrases. That exactly. can help. Thank you for listening. That was another show. Please share if you have your thoughts and you want us to cover a topic. We are on LinkedIn. Rate us, please, wherever you're getting your podcast, on Apple Podcast, on Spotify. We'll be here next week, too. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Didi. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. See you soon.